Join us on the My Name is Daughter podcast and learn how to live life as a daughter of God. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the My Name is Daughter podcast. My name is Athena Avianette, and I am your host. This might be a little bit of a mini episode, but it's something that has come up. And I think that we as Christians have fallen into this trap. And this is particular among women. Let me pray first. Father, I just am so grateful for this beautiful community that you are building and developing. And I pray now, God, that we would lean on you. We would rely on you. God, I pray that our hearts would be open to hear from you. And I pray that you would just speak to each and every person listening. In Jesus' name, amen. One of the things that I want to address is the idea that when we are having a bad day, we turn to anything and everything but God. We have accepted this culturally, especially in Western culture. One of the big things, even amongst non-Christians, is um, wine culture and like getting rid of that. That's what I'm talking about, the non-Christian part. There are a lot of non-Christians that are getting rid of the wine culture concept. If you are unfamiliar with what that means, the wine culture is this dislike, casual acceptance of, again, particularly women, getting together and constantly be like, oh, let's go out for drinks. Um, let's, um, you know, have a kid's play day, but have mommy juice. Or um, at the end of the night, oh, I just have to kick up my feet and get a glass of wine to help me, you know, unwind for the day, blah, blah, blah. Disclaimer. I am not anti-wine. I don't see anywhere in the scriptures that supports not being able to drink alcohol. I know that in Ephesians 5, it talks about not being drunk with wine, but instead being filled with the spirit. So from my understanding, it appears that the issue is drunkenness, not necessarily participating in an alcoholic beverage. Um... For some people, it may not be a wise choice, and we have to be able to be discerning about what that is, because everybody's not going to have the same conviction about that. Even though I myself don't drink alcohol, I don't do it because, you know, at this time, it could change at some point. I don't know. For a long time, I didn't do, I didn't drink alcohol because I was afraid that I would be addicted to it, because at this point, like sweets in and of themselves I'm still working through okay because your girl loves a good ice cream a good chocolate chip cookie like I love it but my reasoning was if I have a hard time with that and that is that has you know yes it alters your brain in some capacity and I'm still working through that I feel like alcohol would be even worse and so I don't even want to touch it um, alcoholism is something that has run rampant, not only in my family, but in my husband's family. And I just feel like for me at this time, it is not something that I can partake in with, with a clear conscience. Um, both Lee and I are convicted about it. I speak as one that has, that doesn't have that experience. However, I do believe that there are other things that people can do that if they're having a bad day, they will turn to. So same thing goes for like, oh, I just need some ice cream or I just need to 
work out or whatever. Those things in and of themselves are not necessarily bad. Okay. Do I want to be clear about that? Because I'm not saying that they are. And I don't want people to t come away from listening to this podcast saying, oh, she doesn't believe in this or working out is not bad. Oh, my gosh. No. But anything that we rely on to help us to overcome a hardship or a, a difficulty of some kind or a feeling or emotion that is outside of God is not okay. We need to be going to God first, not to a friend, not even to our spouse, not to a parent. And I realized this when I moved to Nashville in 2022. My mother was here for several weeks helping me out because, um, and me, I say me in particular because we had just had Judah, our newborn, or he was a newborn at the time. We had moved when he was only two weeks. And I was trying to figure out sleep schedules and school schedules and you know Lee was trying to get a job it was a whole it was a very um it was a lot of transition happening at the same time and I remember when I knew she was going to leave I was getting very anxious about it and I my prayer my prayers continually um were god what am I going to do without my mom how am I going to do this without my mother I cannot do this without my mother my mother because I was used to my parents helping our family um, take care of the kids because my dad worked from home. At the time, my mother was um, hadn't started her new job yet, so she was available to be at home. Um, and Lee's mom, Lee's parents were working during the day, so we relied heavily on my parents while we were at work. And so I was used to that. I was used to not having to worry about lunches. I was used to having to not worry about things or if I needed her... If I needed my parents to keep the kids a little bit later. It was very easy and I could just pick them up, you know, to run errands or whatever. And so being in a new state with a brand new baby, not knowing what's going on, I was like, God, I cannot do this without my mother. And thank you, God. Uh, he, he, he is patient with us. Um, and he finally, like, the Holy Spirit finally was like, you have me. You don't need your mother in that way. You have me. Lean on me. Rely on me. That's all you need. And again, I say that because I don't. I, not in the not in the way of like we don't ever need people and stuff like that. I I I'm trying to be clear because people will use extremes like oh that means I never have to have a community because all I need is God. Well, yes, you technically all you need is God, but He uses His kids to minister and support his kids okay so and then I realized at that point at that point I had made my mother an idol I had made my parents an idol and I repented and I was like Lord I am so sorry for continually looking to my mom as my source of support in this aspect and not looking to you first and foremost go not going to you first but going to her first and I mention this because I don't want it to be like I'm demonizing drinking or I'm demonizing exercise or whatever we do this in so many different aspects we will turn to our Christian godly spirit-filled 
spirit-filled friends first before we pray. We will turn to, again, like I said, ice cream or, or you know, any beverage, whatever it is, or exercise that's good for our body. And it helps us to get clarity before we turn to God. And this is just to keep us aware, keep us on our toes, and making sure that we are not elevating things above God. That when we have these experiences, that we can go to God first. I'm reminded of the passage in Psalm 42 when it's saying, Why are you downcast, my soul? Put your hope in God. Why are you despairing? Put your hope in God. And this is the same scripture that talks about as the deer pants for the water, so my soul pants for you. It's a, it's a, it, it's, it sounds so desperate. And this is how we are to be when it comes to God. It's like when we are experiencing the thirst of not knowing what's going on, when we're experiencing the thirst of we feel unfulfilled, when we're experiencing the thirst of just having a bad day that our soul would pant for God. Our soul would not pant for things that only are temporary fixes, quote unquote, because the wine and the workout and the friends and the family and the whatever are only temporary. But let us go to the permanent solution that we have in Christ, in God, in our Father, in relationship with the Holy One of the universe. Let us turn to Him first and foremost. Again, once we do that, we might still have to have a workout. You may still choose to have the ice cream. You may still choose to call a parent or just be like, I need prayer support right now. I don't have the words even as I did pray, and God may use other people to speak the words that we have, that we maybe we can't articulate. But it's a God first. God first. Let us be reminded of that when we are tempted to be like the culture around us and do things that they would normally do, turn to things that they would normally turn to. And remembering that it's not just about the the bad quote unquote things, but it's about the okay things that we have to make sure that we're continually auditing ourselves. Just like it was okay for me to be like, man, I wish my mom was here. But I had gone beyond that and been like, God, I can't do this thing that you told me to do without my mom. How crazy does that sound? And even that, sometimes we elevate family. Sometimes we elevate friends. Not all of us are going to be able to have the story where we're, you know, within a 10, 15 minute drive from our family. Some of us are going to move just like we did to other places when we don't have family. We don't have friends around us. And we have to start fresh. But guess what? Guess who's always there with us? The Father is always there for, with us. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us. And that's where we need to put our strength. That's where we need to rely, not on anything else. And then allow him to guide us and lead us into the direction that we need to go in in order to ultimately fulfill his will and his purpose and his plan for our lives. So the next time you're having a bad day, the next time you're having a moment, the next time you're stressed out, think about where it is that you respond first and foremost. Are you going to a friend first? Are you going to a parent? 
Are you going to a sibling? Are you going to a beverage? Are you going to exercise? Are you going to food? Or are you going to God, the Father who loves you, who cares for you, who made you, who knows you on the inside and out, who numbers the hairs on your head, who, who knows the amount of stars in the sky? Is that where you're going? The one who never changes, the one who is with you anywhere and everywhere, the one who knows the whole story and not just the story you choose to tell. <laughs> because, you know, we like to give ourselves a lot of leeway when it comes to those things and only tell part of the story so we can get the, yeah, girl, you know. <laughs> oh. So my prayer is that we would be aware we would allow the Holy Spirit to highlight the areas in our lives where we choose things above him, where we go to other things above him. Father, I pray that your daughters, that we would seek you first, that we would seek you first, your kingdom and your righteousness, and knowing that, like your word says in Matthew, that everything else is going to come into place because our priorities are in order our perspective is elevated and we're looking to you the author and finisher of our faith thank you god for being so patient and so kind with us and allowing us to go through these things and then using resources like this using moments where we can be like oh father i have been putting this above you i have been idolizing things in my heart and I repent and I cast it down and I look to you first and I ask you to bring about whatever solution that may be in Jesus' name. I pray that you prepare yourself that as you do this audit, that might mean you have to give some things up. That might mean you have to put down the, the glass. That might mean that, you know, you, ha you, you, you throw out the cookies or the ice cream or whatever. That might mean you have to get rid of some things and reorganize and reprioritize. And that's going to be tough, but you can do it because Holy Spirit is on the inside of you. I pray that you walk in the mind of Christ that he's given you and that you remember, like it says, who knows the spirit of a person or who knows a person except the spirit in him? Who knows God except through the spirit? We have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. We have the mind of Christ, and therefore, he makes it possible for us to elevate our thinking, for us to go a little higher, go a little deeper. He's equipped us with everything that we need, and he's ready and open for us to have this conversation, for us to go to that next level, for us to ultimately look more like him. I pray that this encourages you, challenges, and convicts you. And I'm grateful that you're here. Until next time, have a good one. Thanks for listening. Please follow, like, share, and subscribe. Leave a five-star review so this message can get to as many women as possible who need to know their identity in Christ. Thanks for rocking with me. I appreciate you.